Welcome to another Honey Talks with Brayden Scott Yoder gained notoriety on the indie circuit as frontman of the Seattle-based band The Pharmacy, an old favorite of Pure Honey magazine. A few years ago after The Pharmacy broke up, Scott ventured out on his own, launching a solo career which saw a total transformation into a dynamic performer, channeling elements of glam rock and even Broadway theater. After picking up some momentum in South Florida last year with a few performances, including an unforgettable headlining set at Bumblefest, the band returned to Voltaire and West Palm Beach for a show with some other visitors, Pearl and the Oysters, who you heard on the last episode of Honey Talk. We caught up with Scott before the show at Kismet Vintage. Uh, well, welcome back to Honey Talks. Back at Kismet Vintage, my favorite little spot on Clematis Street. You're here with Scott Yoder, who I first heard of because he played here about a year ago or so. Yeah, I think it was about one year. This is our anniversary. Yeah, something like that. And I wasn't here, but oh, I remember sure. everybody, it was one of those things where like when every now and again when I'm playing shows, it's be like, look, you know, if you don't come to the show, like, are we really friends and stuff? And like, people are just like, you missed that show. Stakes like, are what, pretty high. What kind of person are you? Uh, so like, it, I was like, all right. And then he came back for Bumblefest in September. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I guess I'll put that on my list uh, and come to see you for Bumblefest. So it's cool that you're back so soon and coming around. Yeah. It's, we're like just working this place into our regular rotation around the country. Nice. Yeah. That's how it goes. Are you on the road a lot? You're on the road a lot. Yeah, pr- pretty good amount mm-hmm. compared to especially like other people in Seattle, it seems. But I don't know. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, that's that's a stretch. I'm on the road as much as I want to be. Nice. So like, I don't. Th- it doesn't feel like a lot in that sense. Right on. I try not to measure myself against other people too much. Right, yeah, of course. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's a good thing. Uh, comes through, and I, and I feel like I was just talking to Pearl and the Oysters about just being on the road and just the, the vibe of being in new spots, but then the new spots become familiar and stuff, and you start to make friends in those spots, and then uh, it, it just kind of all blends together, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole different trip to be in that mindset uh, to do it regularly. Definitely, yeah. And so, because I know you, and Steve had introduced me to your music a while ago, and even going back to your previous bands, uh, and what, how that had kind of evolved and stuff. So, I know this, this current group and stuff, who I've only seen at Bumblefest last year, mm-hmm. uh, has a really, uh, has a lot of depth to it as far as like, the very theatrical on stage, very theatrical musically too, mm-hmm. um, and how that had kind of evolved from your earlier work. Uh, is this, like how, how did you kind of adapt kind of a, a whole different character or a whole, how did, how did your current kind of work kind of come into fruition, you know? I guess it's just, I don't know, something that's been a long time coming in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to really like be, you know, truthful about that. It's right. like the hindsight, 2020 situation mm-hmm. for sure um so it seems like something that's been inside of me 
for a long time yeah. at this point. But maybe I wouldn't have realized that five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just uh, started to realize as soon as I started releasing music under my own name that mm-hmm. I really literally could do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. And this is just an expansion, further expansion on that at this point. Yeah, and is it different? Because obviously, like, I've only kind of heard, oh, like, the pharmacy or whatever. Then mm-hmm. uh, never got to see any of that live or something. Is the current kind of vibe of your live show and just you being out front, theatrical and stuff, is that kind of a newer approach for you, or are you kind of just building on? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah, that was like a band. Yeah. Like, very much, and, 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 like, tied, a band that was, like, very much tied to, like, my teenage self growing sure. up, you know? So, I, like, when you, when someone, in my experience, when I've, being in a band as a teenager and also learning how to play an instrument with a group of people, mm-hmm. you kind of, like, at some point, you, you end up wrapping up, like, these weird teenage emotions or, like... Of course. Kind of immaturities or, like, these rules that, mm-hmm. like, are, like, hanging on when you have this band that you were in since you were a teenager. Yeah, it's hard to... Um, you just have to kind of sever the tie at some point. you got to cut the umbilical cord to those feelings. Yeah, <laughs> it, can, it can be hard to uh, start fresh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with just people that have known you for a long time or, or yeah. that situation you've been in for a long time. Or, Our brains were developing at the same point. Right. <laughs> you know, like, we, uh, we figured out you know, how to be adults together. Yeah. And maybe in not the most positive kind way of. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of sort of yeah. figured out to be adults. Um, so does that make, does it make it uh, to kind of approach a live show from a more like theatrical standpoint? Because uh, I'm fronting a band for the first time just recently too. And mm-hmm. I've usually just been like bass player and like, Whatever, as long as I'm playing, I don't really care. But now I feel like a more more responsibility to hold the room a little bit. Yeah. And you know, and you'd been a frontman before, but coming from it with a different approach, uh, do you ever face like a little like self consciousness about like how you're, you know, any of that, or, or was that just it's just a natural like this is what I'm doing now? And it seemed to start to wash away any kind of self consciousness, mm-hmm. like as soon as something to do with like putting down the guitar and just. Fully embracing. Is this like, your first time just being? I got a mic and this is my thing. Uh, in, with the, yeah, I started doing that about two years ago. Oh wow! Nice. And that that was kind of like that 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 upped like kind of the responsibility for like. You know, you have to hold people's attention in a way, but you also have to like I don't know. You have to surprise people and it's bring them into your world, and it's definitely like something I enjoy doing. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Because I'm still kind of, you know, I still have a guitar to hide behind. Yeah, there's something about that. I still have my thing to hide that. behind. I don't have, if, I, if I'm out front, like, I would maybe feel a bit more like, you know, your whole, bo- your whole body is kind of your instrument now or mm-hmm. whatever. Once you're on stage, you know, like, you have to be a person in the room more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably, I would imagine, like, the audience, like, they don't have guitars either. So it's yeah. it's a more direct. Yeah, you're on the same level. With it's them. a more direct. Like yeah, yeah I, I get this too. We're just people in this room. Yeah. Uh, 
That sounds like a lot of fun, and actually. Like, yeah, like instruments, I think, like, especially the, the drums mm -hmm. and the vocals are instruments that I think almost anybody can relate to on a kind of primal level. Like everyone, yeah. nearly everyone has tapped out a rhythm on their knee or whatever. And or everyone has a rhythm the... to their dancing mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And everybody has, you know, probably tried to sing a little bit or sang great. And like everybody, most people have those experiences. Mm -hmm. So those coming, yeah, for, for me as a, just being a singer, I'm like, I feel like kind of more on that wavelength with everybody in the audience. Mm-hmm. There's, there could be like mysteries to like where do these sounds come from when you're watching somebody play a, a tuba. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah. So it gets it more technical with things like that. Takes the body, you mm -hmm. know. I can't play horns. Yeah. I, can't, I can't. I can't play drums. I know how to play the drums. I can't play the drums. Mm -hmm. I don't have that physical like. So I'm just mesmerized when things like that are happening, and if I see, and I can. I can sing if I have to. I don't consider myself a singer, so when I see a good singer, I'm like. Fuck, I don't understand that. Like, I get what they're doing, but I can't do it. And, like, you kind of have to have, like, you have to tap into something. You have to tap into a totally different instinct, I feel like, if that's what you're doing on stage. Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You're like, more, I think, yeah, it's more like being on level with everyone. Yeah. You're like, especially just like getting down and talk, like, getting towards, like, looking people in the eyes and, of course, trying, like, and engaging with people. Yeah. How has that affected your songwriting? I would imagine. Like, do you write? Because um, now, like, do you write songs yeah. like from the perspective of like, all right, I want to. I'm imagining myself doing this in this context, or because I've never done that before either. Some I just ways, write songs. Yeah. Usually, write songs by myself at, 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 in my living room, and like, no idea of where this is going to wind up and stuff. So all my songs will have the vibe of like. Yeah. <laughs> This is just this is just the context of this. I'm just sitting here. Uh, I, I don't know. On a mellow night. Yeah. I th I think like uh, no. I think like I probably do to some degree without mm -hmm. realizing it. But I'll take a song that I wrote, you know, like just uh, waking up in my bedroom and just like strumming out some chords that and like not thinking what it could be. And then like at this point, we have a song called "Looking Back in Blue" mm -hmm. that uh, I wrote that way. It's very like minimal and I did a tour where I was just playing on an acoustic guitar writing Greyhounds between yeah. shows and just like doing a, to a completely solo tour and I experienced it that way so I didn't imagine what it could be like with like a light show and uh, having a, like a, a guitar player that can play way better than me <laughs> like, like by my side and blowing a fog machine on her while she's yeah. wailing away like that that's like not that was not the plan at all so i guess that didn't affect my songwriting but it definitely it's it, like i it, it makes me kind of having this kind of band like makes me reimagine the songs and and find the places where they like the songs can connect to people in in a more literal way i also like to like like I I believe to like in writing songs that make a lot more sense than I used to. I think I mm -hmm. I was a bit more cagey and and uh, and uh, enigmatic about my songwriting and and maybe kind of scared of it, honestly, mm -hmm. when I was uh, in my last band, to some degree. But now I I, I seek to engage people when I write a song rather than 
seek to obscure myself. All right, we'll have more from my discussion with Scott Yoder right after this special exclusive performance of the new single, Sugar on Your Lips. This is from their set later that night at Voltaire. Thank you very much.
band is pretty hot though like the band uh you know i saw at bumblefest has very just very thick very tight um very dynamic how did that like you said your first solo venture we were riding greyhounds and playing acoustic and like how did it kind of build up into uh this more kind of monstrous live show with fog machines and (laughs) wild i mean yeah i've only been playing this music like for like a like a little under four years Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the first tours were just like that i mean like it kind of just developed when i basically um the first like big tour i did with a band Mm -hmm. um i would play like maybe a couple local shows with some musicians i knew like on Mm -hmm. like a little like three piece behind me while i still played acoustic guitar but um i have a booker in europe who uh, put me in touch with Giacomo, who's playing with me tonight, okay. and on this on this half of the tour, um, somebody I didn't know at all, I had never met, um, just kind of trusted my booker's word for it, and me and a different guitar player and a keyboard player flew to Europe, and we just made that happen, and um, just like a leap of faith. Okay. But that was still just like you know, kind of like a folky right band that you know like i was still playing guitar and mm-hmm. everything um it's like the it's it was almost like a day and night leap at one point like two years ago when like like i said it just put down the guitar and decided to like embrace like the further dimension of what it could be like to actually move around and interact with an audience right perform or yeah display. bring people in yeah, yeah. i mean i've always believed that like not always, but I've, well, I've always like sensed, I think, that if you're making a loud racket and a bunch of noise, and, and especially if you're just singing all your own material, a mm-hmm. bunch of songs that maybe a lot, of people, a lot of people would not even know, I think you're entitled to give them something to look at yeah. if they're going to be looking up at this noise you're making. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, that, that, that's when I started just singing i think i was able to fully embrace that and the the band themselves the people in the band uh coming together you said one of them was part of just a pickup band you got hooked up with in europe and then stuck around and you just what did it come to that because i kind of i used to kind of try to throw whoever was around just into a backing band uh you know depending on the show or whatever i kind of got sick of that because it would just be inconsistent and stuff and just waited mm-hmm. until I had like some solid people around me to get a good unit. Um, did you just kind of keep on going and pick up people along the way and it just developed yeah, I mean, into itself or yeah. A fair amount of like some mm-hmm. trial and error and then just some like s- working with some people when they were available. Um, it's more like one tour at a time mm-hmm. instead of like one, like a handful of shows at a time sure. or, or, or whatever. If people are, available to do you know four to eight weeks on tour and they seem reasonable 
<laughs> like it it tends to like you know we tend to attract each other yeah yeah I, yeah logistics or or <laughs> you know the 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 mother of invention with with uh, touring and stuff in a, yeah. in a way i mean if you're the kind of person that will just put whatever life you have at mm -hmm. home on hold yeah to do something like this um and you're re you feel rewarded by that then you're that you're like halfway there to be my kind of person i i would say oh yeah and and that's and just in general from that uh you know, coming from a band that you had been with for, you know, you'd grown up with basically mm -hmm. to just uh, just doing your own thing and letting it snowball into whatever with people who kind of become magnetized to that. Uh, it must be a fairly like liberating uh, feeling that, you know, yeah. maybe opens that up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It, you know, probably a, a cause and effect of just being open to those kind of possibilities, I guess. I'd say so, yeah. But that could also, like, have you played, <laughs> has there been, like, uh, a fair amount of train wrecks in that prospect, or, or has it I been, mean, like, a pretty, like, you know, building momentum thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we had a, 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 drum, a drummer who, mm -hmm. um, like, had a problem sure. with, 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 like, alcohol. Of course. That was, like somebody I've known for a very long time mm -hmm. and he wasn't able to, he was, he had to leave partway through a tour, mm -hmm. but, uh, we made it work. Um, from then on, like our, our, our bass player at the time, Fiona, she learned how to basically play drums and bass at the same time on, on tour. And we were, and somebody's got to do it <laughs> after like about a week of that, we, um, Giacomo offered to fly out and fill in for the rest of the tour. And that really, yeah sealed our bond with him and he's still in even tonight exactly yeah and you found him in europe yeah yeah in arezzo italy wow mm -hmm. <laughs> nice yeah and uh and everybody else you everybody kind of just based in seattle you uh, generally yeah for the yeah. most part yeah pretty much um, on that note this is a true story Strangers all along. 
Well, what did you expect for Monday? No one ever goes. What did you expect for Friday? Carol at the other show, singing songs to strangers in that other bar. All right, sing it. What's on the line as far as uh, from here? You're on tour and coming through South by Southwest, like I'd imagine a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, are around this time of year. 
Uh, is it your first time doing that run, or is this? Uh... No, I've played South by Southwest a handful of times. Okay. Um, both with this project and and the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, the point of this tour is um, basically like a the first of a series of singles that I'm releasing this year. Okay. Um, I've always liked the idea of uh, going into a studio and recording an A side and a B side and having it a record at the end of the day that yeah. is that work from that day. Yeah, that's nice. So I've been able to um, find a producer in um, uh, in Olympia named mm -hmm. Dave Harvey, who's uh, I've been working with, and we're timing out the release of the singles. Um, the first one was Sugar on Your Lips that came out um, on Valentine's Day, and then the next one will come out in April. Nice. So every other month, there will be a new single this year. I think that's the way to do it at this point. You know, the album is a pretty rare medium anyways, and it's like maybe a couple songs, couple songs. I record so, like, sporadically that it's like, all right, let's just see what we can get done. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'm recording this weekend with the monks, and... Uh, you know, we have a handful of songs to choose from and we pick our priorities and we'll just yeah. see where it goes from there. But like, I also don't want to give myself or my friends helping me mix it and stuff too much to work with and too much to, or even just the people who are going to be listening too much to, you know, uh, with a lot of attention spans to compete with out there. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've released how many uh, solo records from this point? Cause it seems, because I've just, finding your music online and stuff, just a uh, sure. song here and there, a song here and there. and um... Yeah, it's been two LPs, mm -hmm. and um, I guess it's been three singles at this point. Nice. Yeah. Just from like a four-year run of, of Yeah, of a few solo? cassettes as well. Wow. Like a few cassette EPs in the first year. That was the easiest uh, to transport when I was uh, of course. Yeah, just yeah. having a backpack and a guitar. Yeah, it's nice to just have something. That's pretty handy. That's a pretty prolific run in such a short amount of time. Uh, you, so uh, fairly productive, fairly efficient, like model you've set up to just kind of do it, you know. And it's great, and it, you know, it sounds like a nice thing for you and where you want to go to not necessarily be tied to uh, a whole lot and just be mm -hmm. on the move and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so beyond the record, beyond the the tour, or anything, uh, what's on the horizon? Um, just a whole lot of touring and uh, working with some people um, doing videos. Nice. That's something I've, I've, never, I've always like really admired, an art form that I've admired, but kind of just haven't really embraced. That's definitely something I've not uh, gotten into myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like a logical um, move at this point, or there's yeah. just so many ways to go with it, you know? <laughs> For sure, yeah. I mean, I'd like to have like a little visual element to each single mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because that's something I feel comfortable yeah. doing. Get a, you know, uh, any filmmakers or anything you're like involved with? Is it just kind of a DIY? Like, well, yeah, it's kind of it is. Together, there, you can... there are um, filmmakers, mm -hmm. uh, like video and filmmakers in Seattle that I've been in touch mm -hmm. with. Nice. And it's something where I, I, I love film, and I love especially like mm -hmm. classic film. And it, it's just interesting to be, I don't know, I, like to have always been a spectator of that particular mm -hmm. art form and never really yeah. been a participant in any way. Same. 
Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's it. That's that would be a new venture for me too. I mean, I've helped with little films here and there and stuff, but like not really to and scored them or whatever. But like uh, to cinematically present one of my own songs uh, is something I've never done, and it's mm -hmm. never, it's just never really occurred to me that I could do it or something to do. It would it would be something that's not my eye for it as well. So that would be a whole thing of like relinquishing a little bit of creative. Uh, justice to somebody else or, or whatever and um, just part of that collaborative effort um, yeah yeah, yeah. S see I, where I, someone else would take this because exactly. I always love hearing people's interpretations of my music and uh, where it comes from and to see that translate into something like a video or a film or something uh, mm -hmm. something really exciting yeah uh, well that's great man uh, I don't want to hold but I know the show's kind of going to be starting here pretty soon and we're going to so, yeah. get back over um but hopefully, you know, come back through again. It's Most been a definitely. great run so far. I mean, I wish I, I, I could speak firsthand about the Kismet show a year ago. Bumblefest was awesome. Uh, really oh, yeah. psyched about tonight. Great lineup tonight. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the other bands playing, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah Pearl and the Oysters, first class. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, excellent, man. Uh, yeah, we actually played a show last night in, in Miami with a band called Ghost Flower. Okay, yeah, I've seen them. I, I know them. I yeah. think they formed, like, maybe a little bit before. They were all at the show at Kismet. And that yeah. was, it was really cool to see them and play with them and, like, see their whole world. Yeah, I because saw them they, at a house party a few months ago. Cool. Excellent. Really cool band. Yeah. I feel like, I felt really inspired to see them because they had this energy and this, and this whole, like, world and language mm -hmm. that was self-contained, and they were so good at drawing the audience into it where like I walked into the room to this music that was like very like kind of strange and angular and, mm -hmm. and like had its own like own sense to it and I started to realize like how I started to become kind of hypnotized by it I guess and I yeah. could see it around the room and I would like kind of glance at people being like oh wow they're bringing other people into this too and we're, we're kind of on a journey here mm -hmm. and that's that was special. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely have a nice little like uh, draw to them. Like once they're playing, yeah, mm -hmm. very a lot of a lot of depth into it. Uh, they're also playing tomorrow. Ghostflower. Yeah. Oh. Here. Ghostflower here. Oh, Kismet. For burger. That's right. That's mm. right. They mentioned that. Nice. That's a pop-up show. That's a good one. Um, yeah, we'll hear more about that. Yeah, Ghostflower is, is yeah one of the standouts of the last like year bands that have kind of popped out. Mm -hmm. uh, down here lately. Yeah. So that's cool you got to see them. Uh, for sure. And yeah, some other good ones here tonight. Mostly bands from far away tonight, which is, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's cool, man. You come in. And I guess, like just as I was saying with them earlier, like uh, it's South by Southwest month, so a lot of people are passing through this way. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just a really fun time to be out and about, get around, see some shows. A lot of great ones coming up here in the next month. I'm psyched for it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's some show happening. Um, we just recorded a new song at, um, at uh, Fuzz Baby, mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about how there's a seven-band bill there tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, I feel like you should... You could kind of capitalize on that and call it a festival. If you, if you wanted to, you could get away with it, and everyone. Would I don't be know like, if they're technically allowed to call it a show. <laughs> so, I, even that, yeah, like, yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, it's like a private party. Yeah, 
you're yeah. like, you know, we'll stop by. I can't imagine. Yeah, but I mean, I've never been to a show that I've recorded there twice. It just goes point. late. This is going to be a it long should go. Yeah, it should only sure. occur. You should only be in that building from like midnight till like three in the morning because it's I, pretty much how it it's goes. It's so yeah. fucking hot. It's so freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's for the nitty gritty for uh-huh. sure. Um, yeah, that's cool. You got, you got to swing by and hang with them for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Such a thing is coming to the show tonight. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, right. uh, we'll wrap it up and get into get into the club and 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 get on with the music tonight. But uh, excellent, awesome to have you back. Great to have you around, and uh, looking forward to all the new stuff in the future, the new singles, the new videos, and stuff. And uh, fantastic. We'll see you again soon. Thanks Thank for you. Coming by. Cool, man. All right, that about wraps it up for this episode of Honey Talks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us, and thanks again to Scott Yoder for hanging out with us. Thank you to Kismet Vintage for hosting, as always, associate producer Chad Perna. Special thanks to my friend Jesse Dalton for help with the live recording, best sound man in town. A lot of things always coming up. Stick around for more Honey Talks, and we'll probably see you around at some good shows coming up soon for the latest listings on all the best happenings in town. Pick up a copy of Pure Honey Magazine or visit purehoneymagazine.com. Signing off for now, this is Brady Newbill saying stay sweet out there, everybody. 